Good to have you today. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, I want you to be rich. <laughs> now that, that comes across in way different connotations for a lot of us, right? We're going to talk a little bit about that in the next several weeks, this brand new series I'm really excited about. You know, what's interesting is if I asked you to raise your hand if you think you're tall, some of us would raise our hands. If I asked you to raise your hand if you think you're athletic, some of us would raise our hands. If I asked you to raise your hand if you think you're musical or if you think you're a good artist, if you think you're a good cook, some of us would raise our hands without even looking at anyone else. But if I asked you to raise your hand if you think you're rich, no one would do it. No one. Because no one considers themselves rich. No one thinks of themselves as rich. And so as a follower of Jesus, when I come to passages like 1 Timothy 6, I have a tendency to not listen when I read it because I don't think it applies to me. I mean, take a look at what the Apostle Paul writes. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, which rich, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should, here it is, read it with me, be rich in good works and generous to those in need. So the question that I have is why would God inspire Paul to write instructions for rich people? Because I don't know about you, but I instantly think, well, that doesn't even apply to everybody. Why would you write instructions to rich people? It's because rich people face struggles that other people won't or don't. Rich people have unique temptations and responsibilities. And God loves rich people, and he wants to help rich people. But all too often, <laughs> we check out when we read that first line. Let's look back at it. Paul says, teach those who are what? Rich. We read that and go, Psh, doesn't apply to me. I don't even need to listen to this. I don't even need to read this passage because it really doesn't apply to me. And then we have a tendency to think, oh, but I know people that this would apply to. So I need to tell them about this passage, and maybe God will get a hold of their rich heart and change them. That's the way we think. We never think of ourselves as rich. So we have to ask the question today, what is rich? What defines rich? Now, would you stand with me for just a minute? And I'm going to ask that you would grab two or three other people around you, get in a group, and I want you to talk about that question for like 60 seconds. What do you think defines rich? Go. What do you think defines rich? What is rich to you? All right, now that you've got it all figured out, would you grab your seat? Grab your seat if you would. You know, not too long ago, a survey was taken and uh, taken here in the United States, and they asked that question, what qualifies as rich? What is rich? And what's interesting is two facts surfaced. First, no one surveyed thought they were rich. <laughs> the second fact that surfaced was everyone surveyed had a different definition of rich. And it's really pretty much similar to the rest of our culture. 
In fact, that's probably the way that we think. We probably have a different definition to some degree when it comes to, to rich. Interesting in this survey, those who um, earned less than $30,000 a year thought that those who earned more than $50,000 a year were rich. But those who earned $50,000 a year thought that those who earned $100,000 a year were rich. So basically, the survey concluded that rich is a moving target. That you never really know when you cross the line of being rich. No matter how much money people make, they will never consider themselves rich. And so, you know, we, we have to ask then ourselves, in our opinion, how much money do you think it takes to be rich? And most of us would say more, <laughs> right? More than I have right now. Um, we could jump to sources like Forbes magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with Forbes magazine, but it deals with finance, it deals with wealth, and it really highlights people that are extremely wealthy uh, in the world. Forbes magazine has an article, I love the title of this article, a 2018 article came out in March of this year. It's Meet the Members of the Three Comma Club. What, what does that mean? Three commas in their wealth. Everybody follow that? Okay. It identified uh, in this article... 2,208 billionaires from 72 countries in our world. Jeff Bezos of Amazon is the top spot for the first time, the world's richest person. He became, get this, the only person to appear in Forbes magazine rankings with a 12-digit income. Just let that settle in for just a minute. That's a lot of money, right? The top 10, which is the next picture they're going to take a look at, is a group of 10 individuals that represent a combined worth. Those 10 people represent a combined worth of $744.6 billion. So if somebody asks you, hey, let's define rich. What is rich? What would you do? I know what I would do. I would point to the guys on that list, right? We have a tendency to do that. I mean, if I compare what I have with Jeff Bezos or, or Bill Gates, let's say, compared to the rich list, <laughs> I'm not even close to being rich. I, I would guarantee that most of us in this room, we would say, yeah, we're with you, Bart. We're, we're, not even, we're not even close. But here's the kicker. I know that I've been given a lot by God. I'm blessed by God. And so for me, this is, this is where the rub comes. For me, the question is, should I compare what I have with those who have more than me or those who have less than me? And what's interesting is that's the way we define rich a lot of the times in our mind. We may not admit it. In church, we want to sound righteous and spiritual, so we wouldn't really be honest. But most of the time when we think rich, we think of people that have more than us. But I'm saying maybe, maybe we should think of people who have less than us in order to help us to define rich. Hmm. I need to consider which side has the most people. Those who have more than me or those who have less than me. Which side has the most people? Is there more people? Are there more people who have more than me 
or more people who have less than me in our world. You say, well, how can you know this? Google it. <laughs> That's what I did this week. I, I came across a website called Global Rich List, and I would challenge you, if you got access to a computer today, go, go put in your income. We're going to do it just to have fun a little bit this morning. But the Global Rich List tells us that an annual income of $32,400 puts you in the top 1% of the richest people in the world. Wow. Let's take a look at the website. Anthony's going to help us with this. This is the actual website. And you can see that he's got 32400 there, right there in the income. So let's just take a look at the results. It comes out that you are literally in the top 1% of the richest people in the world. If you make $32,400 or more per household per year. You say, well, I don't make that much. Okay, well, let's lessen the amount. So, Anthony, would you take us back? And let's put in like uh, $12,000 a year. That's $1,000 a month. And, okay, and in San Diego, that might be difficult to survive on. But let's just, let's just try it, okay, for now. And let's see, making $12,000 a year, you're still in the top 14.46 richest people in the world. Wow. You say, well, okay, that's pretty low. Let's, let's double it. I remember when I first started out as a full-time youth pastor, I started at 25000 a year. So let, let's put in 24000 a year. Let's just double it, show the results of 24000 a year. That's $2,000 a month. Look at that. You're in the top 2.24% of the richest people in the world, making $24,000 a year. That's $2,000 a month. So Let's up at another thousand, say three thousand dollars a month. Take a look at that one. Thirty-six. Thirty-six thousand. There we go. Look at that. You're in the top 0.75% of the richest people in the world if you make three thousand dollars a month. Let's up it. Four thousand dollars a month. So that's forty-eight thousand a year. You're in the top 0.35% of the richest people in the world. I'm, I'm giving you these different amounts because maybe you're seeing your income somewhere along those lines. Let's, let's jump to $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year. You're in the top 1.19% of the world. That's amazing. Okay, at 60000 interesting fact here, the median household income, median household income for San Diego is $63,400 a year. So, get this, a big chunk of people who live in San Diego are in the top 0.19% of the richest people in the world. Let's, let's keep moving, because some of us make more than that. Let's say 6000 a month. You make 72000 a year. That's 0.12%. Some people make 7000 a month. That's 0 0.10. So that's 84000 a year, 0.10%. 
Now, you, you may know people who make 100000 plus. I do. I, I, I know people who do that. And, and, and I'm thinking, wow. I, I didn't realize how rich we are until you stop to begin to think about it. So, so go back. If you make an annual income of $32,400 per household, you are among the top 1% of the richest people in the world. So what that means then is that 99% of the people in the world are poorer than you. Wow. And yet, I mean, come on, let's get real. If we make 32000 a year living in San Diego, we don't think we're rich. We're just scraping by, right? Have you ever thought that you're rich? Have you ever stopped to consider that? That in our world, you're rich. Several years ago, I came face to face with this in my life. Some of you were there. I know Bill was there. Uh, Wayne was there. I don't know if anybody else was, was with us on this project. Several years ago, we went to do a house build in Tijuana. And um, in fact, I got some pictures from it from years ago. We pulled into this community up on the top, on the top of the hillsides were these wealthy people with uh, gated, fenced yards and uh, electrical poles, and I'm sure they had running water, but we went down into this valley, and in this valley, there are people who had no running water and no electricity. And a church down there in TJ told us that there was this lady who had three kids who had never owned a house in her life. And so we decided we're going to go down and build her a house. Now, it wasn't a house. It was a shack compared to us. To be honest, it, it, it was smaller than my garage and probably smaller than your garage if you got a garage. So we went down, and we built this shack. Had real windows and a door in it. Was the best in the neighborhood. She had the best house in the neighborhood when we left. We were finishing up the project, and I'll never forget what happened. Three older guys were walking around the house, picking up bent nails that we had bent as we were building this project. And um, I said to the interpreter, wow, that, that is so cool that they're helping us with cleanup. And he stopped me and he put his hand on my chest and he said, no, they're, they're picking up bent nails to straighten them so they can use them on their house. And I said, wait, what? If you've ever been in construction, nails are a loose commodity. There, there are bags and boxes of nails on, on, on construction sites. And, and so for me, I, I had tool bags on, and I, I had loads of 16-penny nails in my tool bags. And to think that these three older gentlemen were going around picking up my bent nails so they could straighten them and use them, I got to tell you, it overwhelmed me. And so I, I told the interpreter, get that guy right there. And so I said, come here, come here. 
I, didn't even, I had no Spanish. I was just, come here, you know. And so he came. And I said, do, do this, do this. And he goes, okay. And I said, you, you, come here, come here, do this. And I just took my bags and I began to empty all the nails, brand new nails that I had out of my bags. And Steve came along and we started doing the same thing. We had a box of nails, we gave it to them. We were so overwhelmed by the fact that they had nothing. We had loads of nails and they had nothing. In that moment, God showed me how rich I was. Friends, many of us make more money now than we made 10, 15, 20 years ago. And if someone told you then that you'd be making that much now, you know what you would have said to them then? Man, if I'm going to make that kind of money, I'm going to live rich. And yet, we're there. We're there and we don't consider ourselves rich. When actually, in the world, we're rich. You and I, we're rich. After he had quit Microsoft and was working for his foundation, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, traveled to India. This is a true story, it really happened. He spent a few minutes he was, he was walking through this really poor area, this slum village area of India, and he, he decided he wanted to go inside this small hut, this small house of this lady, and so he went in, and a journalist was documenting what was taking place for the foundation, and went in with him, and when Bill left, Bill Gates left the house, and he went on. The journalist who was covering this story, he said to this Indian woman, the man who just left your house? is the richest man in the world. And you know what she said? Everyone from the West is rich. So if you'd have been in that house that day, that woman would have said about you that you are as rich as Bill Gates. Friends, there are people in this world who think that you and I are rich. There are people in this city who think that you and I are rich. Do you know you're rich? This this isn't supposed to be a guilt trip. That's not my intent today. I I don't want to make you feel bad and and go away feeling bad for what we have. No, this is a wake-up call. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ in this room, this should be a wake-up call. You can't get to where God wants you to be unless you know where you are right now. And I don't want you to miss out on what God wants to say to you and do in your life because you don't think you're rich. In fact, I believe that you have to change your thinking in order to change your life. And I think that's what's going to have to happen to us. And I hope and pray that in the next several weeks of this series that we begin to change our thinking. We begin to realize how blessed we really are, how rich we really are. I want you to have a really good way of defining what rich is. I want you to get this down in your outline. Plus, I really want you to apply it to your own life. 
I want you to believe this and realize this about yourself. Get this down. One point today. I am rich because God has blessed me with more than I need. If you're a follower of Jesus today, you need to get this. I am rich because God has blessed me with more than I need. Now, friends, listen. I know I know that many of us live paycheck to paycheck. And you may be thinking that. You may be sitting there thinking, you just don't know my income. You don't know my situation, Bart. I live paycheck to paycheck. Come and look at my family finances. We are like you. We live paycheck to paycheck. But most of us, if not all of us, have more than we need. Most of us, if not all of us, we have to admit that based on that definition of having more than we need, we're rich. I mean, we have a nice home to live in. We have extra food in the fridge. We have a TV, maybe multiple TVs, depending on how large they are. <laughs> we have, get this, an inside toilet, and everybody said, amen, amen right? I mean, come on. You, you, you want to have enough to live inside and have an indoor plumbing, right? I mean, that's what you want. We have an inside toilet. Guess what? We have a faucet. Woo! I don't see any of you jumping. We have a faucet that gives us clean water right now. Get this. Our refrigerator filter needs a new one, and it's saying order, replace, you know, on the little thing. And so, oh, man, guess what I got to do, man? I don't really have to, but I'm doing it now. I'm going to the tap, and I'm putting tap in my water bottle. I got to drink tap water. Guess what? We can drink it in San Diego. Did you know that? It's not the best, but we can drink it. But there are some places in our world that they don't have that. You don't have to go very far to find it. You can go down to TJ and find this. Wow. Listen, if, if we look in our closets full of clothes and we ever say something like, I have nothing to wear. Hmm. If, if we have so much food in our fridge that we throw away old food to make room for the new food that we just bought, if we have to figure out what to give our kids or grandkids for Christmas because they already have so much stuff, if we make enough, get this one, if we make enough money in five days that we're able to take off two days, which we call a weekend, we're rich. Did you know that? We're rich. Say it again with me. I am rich because God has blessed me with more than I need. You were given some bills on your seats. This wasn't to tell you how much we think you're worth. Because <laughs> some people got $100 bills and some of us got ones. I got a 20. I'm excited about that. Okay. But listen, th this, was, this was just a visual what I want you to do with this, I know it's a little bit large, but I want to get your attention. I want you to take this bill, and I want you to put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day this week. Maybe for the whole series, but at least every day this week. I don't know where that is. You may, you may need to tape this somewhere on the dash of your car. You may need to tape this to your, your mirror in your bathroom. You may need to tape this to your refrigerator door. Somewhere where you're going to go 
every day, every morning, every day you're going to see it. Because I want it to remind you of something. You're rich. God has blessed you with more than you need. We're rich. And for that, we can be excited. We can be thrilled. If somebody asked you, are you rich? You know what? It would be okay for us to say yes. Because God has given me more than I need. I'm rich. When your kids say, hey, dad, are, you ri- are we rich? You could say, yeah, son, we're rich. Because God has given us more than we need. We're rich. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, we've got to come to terms with this. Because Jesus speaks so specifically to people who have a lot. Take a look at what he says in Luke 12, 48. A lot will be expected from everyone who has been given a lot. And we don't think we have a lot, so we don't think this applies to us. But friends, I want you to understand something today. You are rich. God has given you a lot. And it's crucial that we hear what God is wanting to say to us. Would you bow your heads? Let me pray for us today.